Super Talk Mississippi media production. We're into the first week of November on our opponent preview series, which means we were talking about the Arkansas Razorbacks with that game being moved from its normal spot between Alabama and Ole Miss. Now it's before the Alabama game for Mississippi State. I've got Andrew Hutchinson. He covers the Hogs for Hogbeat, which is the Arkansas uh, Rivals.com site. Andrew, thanks for joining me, man. Chad Morris, first year at Arkansas, I think we can all agree, not exactly what he had drawn up. Sell me on year two. Why, why is Arkansas going to be better this season? Well, I think the biggest reason is you, there's only one way to go, and that's up. Uh, two and ten last year was was just not good at all. Uh, you know, a, a blowout loss to North Texas, uh, a loss to Colorado State, uh, some other ugly losses along the way. But those are the two that kind of jump out and are kind of the difference between a you know the worst season in program history type season. Or just your everyday average, you know, bad season like we've seen with, you know, John L. Smith in recent years, Brett Bielema in recent years. Uh, but yeah, last year was, was about as low as you can go. Uh, and so really there's nowhere to go but up. Uh, it's just a matter of how far up they go. Uh, I still don't quite see this being a bowl team, but I do think that this is a team that, that should win its non-conference games, which uh, are all very winnable games. There's no really big uh, non-conference game on the slate, thanks to Michigan pulling out a few years ago, probably a blessing in disguise uh, for Arkansas if they have you know any hope of getting to a bowl game. And I think they're going to be a little bit more competitive in SEC play, and I, and I could see them trying, you know, maybe stealing a game uh, in SEC play. So uh, they're they're going to be better, but again, I still don't see them. You know, I, I don't think they're going to make uh, you know, noise and compete for a conference championship or anything like that. But they, they should be better. Obviously, well, you know, changing over from Bielema to Chad Morris, the biggest change was going to have to be at the quarterback position and what, what Arkansas was asking of that position. The Hogs have dipped into the transfer market this offseason, just as Mississippi State has. What's the QB situation there in Arkansas for this season? Yeah, as you mentioned, they got a couple of transfers in. Uh, you know, Ben Hicks from SMU, he's a guy that uh, has all of SMU's career passing records, uh, just very prolific during his time there. Obviously played for Chad Morris. I think his first uh, three years in college were with Chad Morris at the helm, and then he played uh, last year under their new leadership. Uh, didn't quite fit there and, and wanted to get back with, with Chad Morris and come into the SEC, have a chance to, to play at the highest level. And then also they added Nick Starkle from Texas A&M, uh, who had some starting experience there with the Aggies, who actually has that SEC experience. Um, so both of those guys are going to be competing for the starting job. Ben Hicks probably has uh, the the lead right now just because he was here and went through spring ball and has the familiarity with the offense and with Chad Morris. Uh, but again, you know, Nick Starkle may be the more talented of the two and he's also a guy that is going to be a two-year grad transfer where he gets to play this year and next uh so he's a guy that I, I i would not be surprised if he eventually especially by the time mississippi state game rolls around uh if he is taking over the starting job uh, those are the two main guys that are going to be uh you know competing for the job uh you could see a little bit of kj jefferson uh that's a name probably uh some folks there in mississippi know because he is from that state uh, four-star dual-threat quarterback, uh, very talented, but I think he's still pretty raw. Uh, I think he's going to take a little bit. Uh, that's why they brought in 
the, the transfers they did. And Nick Starkle being a two-year guy really helps. That would give uh, KJ a couple of years before he's asked to maybe fill into that starting job. Uh, but all the names that you know from last year, those guys are gone. Cole Kelly, he's gone, transferred down to the SES level, southeast Louisiana. Uh, Ty Story transferred off to Western Kentucky. Uh, and uh, Connor Nolan, who also started a game last year as a true freshman, uh, is now going to be focusing solely on baseball, where he'll probably be uh, a, a very strong candidate to be Arkansas's Friday night starter next year. So uh, completely new faces. They had to completely redo that quarterback room, and, and they did it in a pretty quick, short amount of time with uh, you know bringing in the two transfers and, and bringing in uh, the, the quarterback of the future, I guess you could say, in K.J. Jefferson. And then, of course, you know, that's great and all, but they got to have people to throw to two. they got to have people to hand the ball off to them to make the plays. Who are the playmakers for this Arkansas offense? Well, before I get it out, I'll say they need to have guys that can block and give the quarterback time and create holes for the off- for the, uh, the running backs, and that, that's probably going to be the biggest issue. Uh, but if they can get that figured out, they do have uh, some pieces, some weapons on offense. Uh, Trey Knox is a freshman uh, a name that I, I recommend people remember. Uh, I think he's going to be a, uh, a freshman All-SEC type caliber guy. Uh, one, because he's very talented. I mean, he's a four-star recruit that had offers from, uh, you know, all the powerhouses in college football and, and was able to, Arkansas was able to manage to get him to, to come play for them. Uh, he's a big time, uh, threat in the, in the passing game. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Cheyenne O'Grady at tight end, I think is going to be their other top target, uh, as far as the receiving game goes. He, he, uh, has, has shown some flashes and was, was really good last year. He's one of those guys that if he just needs to, to really focus in on football and kind of get his head screwed on straight, because when he does, he is a phenomenal talent and I, I could see him getting drafted, uh, in the NFL draft next year. Uh, he's a very talented guy as well. As far as running the ball, Rakeem Boyd uh, is, is the number one threat for Arkansas uh, when healthy. Uh, there was a, a six-game stretch last year uh, in the middle of the year where he was averaging over 100 yards all-purpose uh, per game. Uh, he was probably a guy where if, if he didn't get hurt, I believe in the third quarter of the Ole Miss game, Arkansas probably uh, wins that game and, and doesn't finish last in the SEC West. Uh, but he got hurt, and Arkansas just couldn't couldn't handle the loss there. So he's probably the number one guy, uh, as I said, when healthy. Uh, Devwall Whaley is a is a competent backup. Uh, he has shown some flashes. He's had some big games where he's ran for 150, 160 yards, but then he's also had some games where he's only gotten 30 yards and just can't get it going. He, he's a guy that probably needs an offensive line uh, to block for him. He's a guy that if, if he played four or five years ago when Arkansas had that really big, talented offensive line under Brett Bielema, he probably would have been a 1,000-yard rusher. But uh, he's a guy that it doesn't quite have as much wiggle as Rakeem Boyd. So I think those are the two the two primary guys. Uh, you know, Chase Hayden and uh, T.J. Hammonds are, are a couple of guys that are big play threats. Uh, but won't get the bulk of the carries like Rakeem Boyd and Devall Whaley. So they definitely have some weapons on offense. Uh, it's just a matter of if, if they can uh, have enough time to throw the ball or have holes to run in uh, with an offensive line that I think is still 
a couple of years away from being a uh, what you consider a, a good SEC offensive line. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Whaley signed originally with Brett Bielema and, and would have been in that kind of offense had uh, had things gone that way. Am I correct? Exactly. Yeah, he, yeah. his first two years were with Bielema, and then uh, obviously last last year and then this year, his last two years are are going to be with uh, Chad Morris. Let's switch, let's switch gears and talk about the defensive side of the ball for Arkansas. Again, not a, not a very successful season over there, uh, especially towards the end of the season. They, they just had trouble stopping people. I think depth may have been their biggest issue. Have they addressed that issue this year? Do they have more depth, and will they be better defensively? I think they'll be better defensively, but again, that's simply, as I said earlier, just because there's nowhere to go but up. Uh, they... Uh, did try to address the depth issue. They they signed a bunch of defensive linemen and a bunch of guys in the secondary, uh, several four-star guys, uh, but again, those are freshmen. It's really hard to ask for freshmen, especially linemen, both offensive and defensive, uh, to to contribute right away unless you're just a generational talent. Uh, I don't know if Arkansas has any generational talents uh, that they brought in, but I think they have guys that you know two or three years down the line are going to be uh, really good, uh, but I just don't know if they quite have the depth this year uh, to be uh, to make a, a large jump. You know, back in uh, from 2013 to 2014, Arkansas went from a terrible defense to a top 10 defense nationally. I don't think we're going to see that kind of improvement, uh, but it could be a, a slight improvement where you know if the offense can come along and, and score some points. Uh, then maybe you can just get one stop here or there, and that's all you need to win a shootout. Um, but I do think the defense, the defensive line particularly, I think is going to be their strongest unit. Uh, their best player may be a linebacker in Scooter Harris. He's a guy that's ranked near the top of the SEC in tackles the last couple of years. Um, he, he's coming off of an injury, so he's got to get healthy. Uh, but if if he can stay healthy, Arkansas is going to be okay in the linebacker core. If, if he goes down, they're in trouble. Uh, they did not have a lot of depth at linebacker. It's, it's kind of scary. There were some times, you know, as I mentioned, Scooter's coming off of an injury, uh, didn't participate in spring. There was a couple other guys that uh, were banged up during spring, and, and this, the, the linebacker depth was just scary thin during spring. So uh, hopefully they can you know, stay healthy there. Uh, the secondary has several talented players, uh, but a lot of inexperienced players. There's several four-star prospects back there. But they, none of them, even the older guys, maybe even a, a redshirt sophomore or two, uh, they haven't played a whole lot through the years. So they're inexperienced but talented. So uh, I'm anxious to see how that group, the, the secondary in particular, does during fall camp just because uh, we haven't really had a chance to see them very much. But, again, uh, depth is probably still going to be the issue on the defensive side of the ball. Well, you said it in your opening statement there that you know you didn't think this was going to be a bowl team in Arkansas. What would be a successful season for the Razorbacks in 2019? You know, fans probably don't think this, but in my opinion, five wins would be a successful year because that means you took care of business in non-conference, something you didn't do last year with the North Texas and Colorado State embarrassments, uh, and that also means you won an SEC game. Uh, I have no idea what SEC game that's going to be. You know, Ole Miss would seem to be a, a, a prime candidate for Arkansas, but it's week two and it's in Oxford. So I'm not sure how that's going to go. 
they play at Kentucky. That could maybe be a winnable game considering all the pieces they lost from last year's team. You know, Missouri at the very end of the year could be a, a candidate. Um, I, but if they, if they can just win one of those games, you know, no matter how, when it comes or how it comes, uh, I think that would be good for Arkansas, especially since they, you know, went winless in conference play last year. So, uh, five and seven would, would I think be, would be a, an acceptable improvement. Uh, although I think most fans would tell you they, they want to get to a bowl game. I just, at this point, I, I reserve the right to change my mind after seeing how they look in fall camp. But uh, right now, uh, I have a hard time seeing them get to six wins. Yeah, that, that week two game against Ole Miss, the winner of that game is going to have a, a, a shot to be in a bowl. The loser of that game is going to be in, in some trouble. And that's a, that's a really key game early in the season for, for both teams. So we'll watch more of the Hogs this year and see how they improve in year two under Chad Morris. Andrew Hutchinson, you can Hutchinson, you can follow him on Twitter at NWA Hutch if you want to keep up with the Razorbacks this season. And of course, he's all his work is available at hogbeat.com. Thanks for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.